Don Dixon, Apagane, Popcom. This, this, is, this is Diversified, Diversified. Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kellen. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, this guest is very stylish, but she also has a business out there that I want her to share to the world. Don Dixon, Apaganan, and that last name, oh, we're going to have to tap into that. Don Dixon, Apaganay. Miss Don, let's talk about that last name. Is that, um, what part of the continent is that from? Nigeria. Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Okay, Super Eagle in the building. Well, tell us, Miss Don. Um, you know, I saw you and your business, Popcon, but you are like a, you know, serial entrepreneur. Um, always looks like you're into something. Tell us about Popcon and you know what it is. Yeah, Popcom is one of my companies. It's automated retail technology company. So we're essentially a software company. We developed software that makes vending machines and kiosks more intelligent, able to collect customer data, and able to conduct transactions like e-commerce. And we also have hardware. I invented a machine called the Pop Shop and got a patent on that last year. So we're a hardware and software company. And at what level could a, a business um, you know, use your your software? Because sometimes there's some great software, but you have to have, you know, tens or thousands or millions of followers to have it. So at what level is this for startups, mid-level business? Any business can use it. It's it's very much like Shopify. So it can be a start a new business or a large enterprise. So it's just it, it allows businesses to sell products and vending machines. So there's anyone could do could could use it. Okay. And vending machines um, selling the product in vending machines. Does Popcon supply the vending machine and all the software or, you know, people say, can I get my own vending machine? Like give the folks the game because that's like a big business, you know, on YouTube where everyone is saying, hey, get a vending machine. So I want to let people know what separates you guys from just having your own old vending machine. Well, it's the software. So, you know, mm. we're a software company. It's the technology. We utilize face recognition and machine learning to help Retailers collect customer data that allows them to deliver targeted content, targeted advertising, be able to send emails, remarket, retarget, and just have a whole customer relationship management system. Standard vending machines don't do that. You just put the money in, the product falls out, and the customer walks away. That's it. So it's not really a a great machine for businesses that want to have a relationship with their customers or have a deeper understanding about their customers. But, But if you're selling soda and candy, maybe you don't care about that level of data that we provide. So we work with businesses that sell products and, you know, enterprise customers. So it's it's a certain type of customer that values that data and that's who we work with, but they can either purchase a machine or they can lease space in one of our machines in a local market. When you came up with this idea, um, were were you in America? Cause this, you know, when I, when, when I saw it, I'm like, did she spend some time in Asia? Because Asia is very, you know, for a forward on technology. So how did you like, where did you come up with this idea? And what dream did it appear? That's funny. So I wasn't in Asia, but um, 
the idea came from me selling my own product called Flat Out of Heels. They're rollable flats for women to wear when their feet hurt in heels. And I was selling them in nightclubs and airports and vending machines. And that's just because it's the best um, dispensing. It's the best distribution channel for products that people need right away. And so, you know, if your feet hurt right now, you need some shoes right now. So that's what I was doing on my own. It was already very you know, groundbreaking for someone to sell shoes and vending machines. And so once I was doing that, I realized that I needed more data to be able to grow my business. And so I then started Popcom to solve the my problem that that I experienced. But, you know, the vending machines have been become a lot more popular recently, but it's beyond just having one machine selling something. It's important to be able to grow your business at scale. And that's what we what we offer. Okay, so um, American uh, was in America when you came up with the idea. And I did all the age of the study. I went to Japan. I went to Hong Kong. I, I was in China. I lived in Hong Kong for a month just to study the industry. But the mm -hmm. idea came from me living in America, wanting to distribute a, a product to a customer. Fat. How how much of um an impact was it living in Asia? You know, there's many people who are scared to leave home, <laughs> the, the good old US of A. And so how uh, impactful was leaving to see how the rest of the world was doing stuff that helped you structure this business? Well, there's such a mass adoption of, of vending in Asia. And so I wanted to get an understanding of how they were able to get that type of adoption and why, you know, why people use vending machines for everything in Asia and they don't use it as much here. And that's when I realized that it is because of the lack of software and technology that's implemented in the vending machines in the United States. And the ones in Asia are very tech enabled and they actually use QR codes and WeChat to transact purchases as opposed to where in the U.S. at the time when I started Popcom, less than 5% of vending machines even accepted credit cards. So, you know, we were very behind technology curve. Wow. Wow. I'm just thinking about the old like cigarette machine, vending machines back in the day. Um, when you told, you know, friends and family when you're going to create this, uh, what, you know, and having other businesses, did people get it? And, and how do you as an entrepreneur, if, if they did not get it, you know, how do you persevere? I'm trying to have a teachable moment for someone out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, they didn't get it. Um, Usually with my businesses for the past 20 years, I've just kind of been ahead of the curve and doing things before other people were doing it or before they were even able to get what I was doing. But that didn't discourage me because I know my numbers, I know my market. And so it's important for any entrepreneur, business owner, if they're doing something to deeply research and understand the market, the market opportunity and the um, basically the, the growth potential of that market over time. And I had thoroughly researched vending and automated retail. I knew what the numbers were. And so I didn't care what people thought because I knew the numbers. So I knew it was a good business. And you are, you know, a, a Buckeye, you know, you're, you're highly educated woman business. This is probably, you know, one of the best times for women business. And, you know, we're trying to get closer to equality, being a woman entrepreneur, uh, what, what 
advice would you give to other women out there who are trying to do things that, you know, the masses aren't trying to do? This is not Mercedes, not red bottoms. You, you are selling, you are creating, you are a real inventor and then entrepreneur. What would advice would you give young women who are, you know, trying to follow in those footsteps? Um, I mean, I think it's, that's pretty broad, but the advice would just be to follow your intuition and follow your vision that you have, trust yourself. Um, a lot of times we have these ideas and, and, and other people may not understand them or they seem really, really big, but thinking big is really the only way to make it, make an impact and start something that's going to be very scalable. So think as big as possible. Um, you know, anything, anything is possible. And just, I would say, don't allow yourself to be discouraged by people, people's doubts, but it's also very, very, very important to get a mentor or an advisor or someone of that nature in your industry to coach you through, because there's a lot of things that you just won't know. And you don't know what you don't know until you find out. And typically you find out the hard way, the expensive way. And so I would say immediately when you want to go into a venture or a business, find someone that's done what you're trying to do and, and ask them for guidance. And you took the my next question right out of my mouth because people always ask, well, how do I find someone? Are there conferences? Which ones would you recommend? It's like people want, you know, the business in a bag, magic sauce. Yeah, it doesn't so, work like that. <laughs> at, at, at all. So finding a, and in finding a mentor, what do you think? Should that be free mentorship or should someone maybe have to pay for that? some is paid some is free you know it's initially should start out as paid you know unless you go through a program like score that provides free mentors but people who work with me and who i've mentored they start out with me working as a coach and then if i take a particular interest in the business and i want to continue to work with them one-on-one -on -one as a mentor then i'll do that but typically you should expect to be prepared to pay someone for their time and expertise you're paying them for the years of work that they've done you're not paying them for an hour. You're paying them for, for me, you're paying me for the 20 years of work that I've done to get the knowledge that I have that I'm going to share with you. And so you should be prepared. But a lot of times people give free game all the time. I give up, I give away all kinds of free information. I do a blog every month and I give out free information. So it's, it's out there. All the info you want is out there for free on Google. But if you don't want to go do the research, you want someone to tell you, you're going to have to pay. Well, since you brought up years, I tell people, uh, you know, 20 is 20 plus years of, <laughs> of game, um, you know, and black don't crack. So, you know, folks don't know how old we are unless you smoke it. Black doesn't crack, you know, um, I'm 42 and I'm happily 42 and I, I've been an entrepreneur full time for 20 years. So I appreciate you sharing that game because so many of us run from the, you know, the age and and it's with the age. What what do you what's the opposite to die <laughs> to die at, you know, 30 I'm happy and, to be here. 42 yeah. And accumulate yeah. wealth and wisdom along the way. So it's a blessing. Now, when you created your other company, Flat Out Heels, did you always know that you'd have like a popcom coming down the way and like, I'm just going to do this first step and then I'll create another business to cater to that business and other products? No, I didn't plan to do that. It was it was out of necessity. Um, I didn't plan on starting a separate business to provide vending machines for myself. I thought I was going to be able to outsource and find a partner to build a vending machine. So 
No, that wasn't my plan. But most of the businesses that I've started, actually all the businesses that I've started, they have been out of a need that I experienced or a pain point that I couldn't solve from someone else. So I decided to start it myself. So now I'm at business number seven right now. And, um, you know, six of my businesses are still in business. So it's just a matter of finding a, a, a pain point people experience, not just you, multiple people, they're willing to pay for it. And it's going to be profitable for you to help them solve that problem. Man, you know, you talk about those six businesses, you know, you hear people say, oh, yeah, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And then you start talking to them and they don't even know what a ledger is. How do you go ahead and manage multiple businesses? Can you please share the game so I can shut up? That's funny. Uh, <laughs> delegation. You know, I have I have teams. That's what it comes down to is building teams and all of the companies that I have. I have people that work in the business and I work on the business. So working in the business means they're doing the day-to-day -day work, they're handling customers, they're you know making sure it's operating. And then I work on the business, meaning strategy, financing, and I'm an evangelist for the businesses. So I'm the one out here doing interviews and talking about the businesses while I'm talking to you right now, people are working to make it keep going. And so everyone doesn't have that luxury. It's It doesn't happen this way in the beginning. This is this what you're seeing now is the, is the outcome of 20 years of work consistently working to get to this point. For many years, I was a one woman show for many years. You know, I was struggling and then it, it came a point where it just all finally came together. And, you know, the money was there because if you follow your passion and your dreams, the money comes It's a byproduct of the work. So eventually the money comes if you just keep doing the work and then eventually people believe in it. And you get able to build that team. But, you know, in the first several years, it's, it's definitely not easy. A lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of, you know, lonely times when no one is there. People don't believe a lot of, you know, broke moments, uh, very low, very low dollars in the bank. But as long as you don't let yourself become broke emotionally, then you're fine because broke is a mindset. It doesn't reflect. It's not a bank account. It's a mindset. And even though I may have had zero dollars in the bank, I knew that I was onto something and I just stuck with it. There was many times I could have given up and maybe some people would have, but I just stuck with it. How do you deal with, you know, in, in the words of Mike Jones, uh, back then they didn't know me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. Not being bitter, not being salty, you know, to the closest ones who say, if you only would have supported this, you could have been enjoying some of the fruits of this labor. Because once you get to a certain level, then everybody asks you for school fees. Everybody asks you, you know, um, for, you know, help. H how do you not be the person like, I told you I was going to get here. You should have rolled with me and not be bitter. How do you overcome that? It doesn't bother me. I don't take it personal. It's, I live my life by the four agreements. One of the main things is don't take things personally. And, you know, now I'm hot. They all on me. Come on, be on me. Because I have businesses that, that have products to sell. I have courses. I have. So, yeah, be on me now because it's just bringing money to me. So it's fine. It doesn't matter to me if you didn't believe in me back then, because what's for me is for me. No one's lack of belief. Stop anything that I'm doing. No one's lack of belief. Kept a dollar out of my pocket. And no one's lack of belief made me, you know, hold back. So it just it just delayed them. And so it's like this. Whenever you get on the bandwagon, you're welcome on the bandwagon. Hop on any time because I'm still selling stuff forever. Okay. And with having and with having so many businesses, um, how you know, do you because I know, you know, 
on your LinkedIn, you don't tell all the businesses that you're involved in. Is that intentional? And I'm asking you because it is for me. <laughs> and so I, I love to shoot it those is. things. It is yeah. intentional because LinkedIn for me is a place to put my jobs and my and what I do, like my job. My job is CEO of Popcom. I'm the founder of Flat Out. I, I don't work a job there. I just own the business. My other business is I'm either a partner or a founder. I don't work there. And so LinkedIn, I only put the jobs that I work. You know, being a founder, um, when, you, I, when I built teams right away, like these new businesses that I've started, I started three in the past year. And I just put teams in place right away because I had the financial capital to hire people immediately. In the past, I had to work the business work in it and then hire people. Now I'm in a position where it's like, okay, I want to start this business. I open it, hire people and it, it goes. So that's not my, it's not a job for me at that point. So I only put my jobs on there. So you'll see on my LinkedIn CEO of Popcom, which is what I do every day. That's what I get a salary for. Okay. And Africa is a big thing um, for me. And I, I love to talk about Africa. Are any of your businesses, do they have an Africa, you know, extension, expansion? Um, hey, we're going to see vending machines all over Abuja or Lagos or come to Cameroon. Yeah, yeah. We have a customer in Ghana for Popcom. So Popcom's definitely, you know, it's a global business. We have automated retail. We have customers in Qatar, Ghana, um, Hawaii, even though it's the United States, it's not the United States exactly. So we have a customer over there and we're, yeah, we're expanding customer in the Netherlands. So, you know, my husband's Nigerian. We, we definitely um, plan to have a home there, establish both of our businesses further on the continent. And I plan on living there full time in the next couple of years as I transition. So yeah, all of my businesses, even my yoga studio, my restaurants and other my other camping business and things that I work on, they will they'll go wherever I go. Well, we are going to be neighbors then. And, um, you know, if you hug the coast, you can um, take the boat or, or the helicopter and just come over to Limbe, uh, Cameroon. And, and, you know, and that's that's always the plan. My wife is from Cameroon, so um, it always has a place for me. And my DNA goes back there. I want to well. visit there. I've never I've never been been there. So I definitely would love to visit, but they were once part of Nigeria from my understanding. Um, yeah, we don't want to start a fight for all the, you know, folks listening on both sides saying, you know, but before the colonizers came in and started cutting up stuff, I mean, yeah. it was, they you know, the same people, they were close, same people, mm -hmm. same, same people. And I get it, folks, there are different tribes, but different tell me you don't eat. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Tell me you're not eating the cassava, however you prepare it. it, it either way, it, you're eating fufu, gari, you know, aru, agusi, all exactly. that good stuff. Exactly. With all your success, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? That's great. So my current community give back is my community studio that I'm opening up in November to give um, entrepreneurs who teach yoga dance, Pilates, workshops, mindfulness, meditation to give them a workspace. So I've, I've noticed over the years that a lot of independent people like hairstylists and barbers and even entrepreneurs like me can go to WeWork. But where do you go if you teach classes, physical classes? And so I live in a, a, a historically black neighborhood that's gentrified close to the downtown Columbus called um, King Lincoln District. 
And this neighborhood is experiencing a great change of a lot of people coming in and putting money into the neighborhood that don't look like us. And so I had I made sure that I opened a business in this neighborhood for us and for the creators in the community. So it is a yoga, dance, Pilates, martial arts, meditation, and mindfulness studio for creators of color, um, movement professionals of color to come and use this and use the space. So just making sure for me, it's making sure that people who are or indigenous to the community have a place in their community. And this is something that I plan to do around the country and other markets where, which it seems like everywhere now, the historical black neighborhoods are being heavily gentrified and black businesses being pushed out or the, or the businesses aren't really catering to the community. So that's something that I'm doing is investing in keeping black businesses in black communities. I want to know with COVID and you having the vending machines that are, you know, fairly you're selling different products. Could you see this is a conspiracy theory part of it. You don't have to go down this road. But could you see like if we had a second shutdown, vending machines popping up, even selling like ready to go meals because maybe you can't go make contact because of whatever the, the next variant. It, it, could that be in our, our future? Or am I just, you know, living in a, a fantasy land of Twilight Zone and Black Mirror? That's funny. It's the future regardless of lockdown or not. I mean, just automation is the future. We're already seeing this in every place else. We go to the airport, we check our own bags and tag them ourselves. That's a kiosk. We go to the grocery store, we self-checkout. That's a kiosk. We go to a Panera or a restaurant and we type in our order. That's self-checkout. So it's already there. And as we move away from, and especially, you know, what COVID created was a, was a nationwide um, shortage of people to work. People are making more money collecting their COVID check than they were making at work and they're not going back to work. So automation is going to have to replace a lot of these roles that people don't want anymore. Are they really saying, you know what, you don't pay me enough to, to do this. So either pay me more McDonald's or I'm not coming. And then McDonald's now has tons of kiosks and now, you know, replacing this order. So all Popcom is doing is just providing software to these businesses to already implement the strategy they've doing already. It, it's it's going to happen regardless of COVID or a lockdown. Now, COVID did accelerate the need because when things were locked down, people still needed a contactless, frictionless way to transact. But regardless of COVID or regardless of a lockdown, it's going to continue. And with automation, you know, they say it's going to take so many um, millions of jobs. What would your advice be to those young um kids out there who say, wait, if they take all the jobs and I'm already seeing the kiosks at the airports at the, you know, fast food places, what would your advice, what should people be studying? What should they be reading to prepare for the future? I mean, it's not taking the jobs, it's, it's transferring them to new areas. There, there's always going to be jobs. You know, the, the, the computers can't fully replace a human because humans have to install them. They have to maintenance them. They have to service them. They have to program them. They have to manage them. They have to interpret the data. They have to do all those things. So just, it's very important for everyone to have some type of technology training and understanding to function in the world in general. Even if you're walking around with this in your hand all day, this is technology and you need to be able to understand how to work that thing. So everyone should just understand technology. I went to school for technology in, 2000 because i realized that some a shift was happening and i want i didn't want to get left behind and so there's no jobs being taken away there's jobs being moved to do something different and i think really humans don't really want to do cheap food service anyway 
So, you know, you guys learn how to service kiosks, learn how to do something else. We see all these cool things popping up. Learn how to do that. People will always post on our Popcom crowdfunding campaign comments about, oh my gosh, you're, you know, now you're removing the retail worker. And I said, well, I don't see you guys asking, can you bring back the milkman? Do you guys <laughs> remember when somebody delivered your milk to your doorstep? He don't have a job no more. A lot, a lot of people don't have jobs anymore. There's other jobs. So instead of focusing on that, focus on what's what can you do instead of focusing on things that are going to be outdated anyway. I mean, I learned how to type on a typewriter. I haven't seen a typewriter in so long. Them people are out of a job. So, you know, it's like you got to just look forward. Don has bars. And if she ever does an album, I want to be like the second person she tells because um, I could I could see it. Last time I saw a typewriter. Podcast bars. Podcast <laughs> called Bars. And it's on it's on uh, Apple Music and it's on Spotify. It's called Bars. And, and what what is it about? Give the people the game. My podcast is just, you know, I believe that there's a hip hop bar for everything in business and life. And so basically we just talk about different hip hop lyrics and songs and apply it to business, talk about different business subjects and just tie it into hip hop to a hip hop soundtrack. And, you know, because I, I listen to hip hop a lot. That's, that's my generation. And um, that's the music that gets me excited and encouraged. So, you know, what, no matter what I'm going through, I'm listening to a song. And so I just incorporate that into giving business advice. So it's bars for business. Man, I love it. I love it. You have definitely given the game and the links, you guys, will be in the description box. Um, so with the podcast of bars, who knows? We might see a song maybe, you know, uh, down the line, you know, you and your husband get together, Two-Face jump on it, you know, <laughs> Sauce Kids, Sinzu, uh, you know, who knows? You never know. Don you know what? You never know with us. You never know. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, let the people know where they can find you and, you know, give them some last words of encouragement, if you would. Yeah, definitely. So you can find me on all social media under Dawn Dixon, D-I-C-K-S-O-N. My name is Dawn Dixon Apogene, but that's long. And I've been Dawn Dixon for a long time. I'm a newlywed. So you find me Dawn Dixon. If you want to talk about business things, please never in my DM on Instagram. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm definitely responsive. Um, also you can find me on Fanbase. That's a company I invested in and I love and believe in. So download Fanbase app. And then some words of encouragement, the same ones that I always say, trust yourself, you know, more than you think you do. And there is a voice within you that was put there. It knows everything. If you listen to it, you will have a great life because it is your inner guidance system that will never direct you wrong in life and in business. You guys have been blessed by the game. If you do nothing else, please share it with someone. It will change their life. Are you tired of the violence? Tired of the injustice? Police brutality, rampant discrimination, lack of gun control in this failed by a socioeconomic experiment called America? Or maybe you need a break from the relentless grind and want to regain control of your destiny, your wealth, your health, and your purpose. DiversifiedGame.com has the right course for you. Prepare for my first trip to Africa. Looking to reconnect with your roots, start a new business, or just a fresh start. Africa, aka the motherland, is waiting. Don't let the Chinese and the Mazungus have the fun and also take over the motherland. 
from Cairo to Mombasa, from Dakar to Cape Town. Africa has something for everyone from business opportunities to the most amazing people, safety, leisure, and landscapes. So opportunities abound. It is time for the diaspora to reconnect with their roots. Time to reconnect with the birthplace of humanity. Africa is the last frontier. Get your head in the game and reclaim your legacy. The writing is on the wall. Babylon is falling. Give up the stress, grind, and violence inflicted on our people on this continent and prepare for a journey of restoration and joy by connecting with the land of your ancestors. Check out our new course and kick off your adventure at diversifiedgame.com. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.